And we're back. It's the RU Review, returning from the bye week. I'm your host, Steve Tichner. And on the line, we have New Jersey announcer Matt Lachlan talking Rutgers football. And what a treat this past Saturday. RU with a come-from-behind win on homecoming. And this game didn't start out well, Matt. I was I, I hit my seat and turned around, and an Indiana player was running for the end zone, basically, of the kickoff. Goes about, goes about, I don't know, about the 15, 20 yard line. You know, the returner picked it up with a with a head of steam and just bad special teams play, missed tackles, and boom, it was seven nothing. Indiana right out of jump. They fall down 14 nothing. And you're thinking, oh man, I don't know, I don't know how good this bye week did for Rutgers. But as Greg Shiano said in his post-game comments, this was a it was a special effort, and it really was coming back down 14 nothing and winning this game. And that's that was 21 straight losses against Big Ten opponents at home. That was just a ugly streak. It came to an end, and uh, Rutgers did enough. Uh, there's still problems there, but uh, it was a special effort uh, winning the game, Matt. No question about it. And we discussed that uh, in the show leading up to the game. They had fired. Sean Gleason, they had a week or more than a week to prepare for Indiana. And just as we suspected, he got away from multiple quarterbacks. Langan didn't play. Wimsett didn't play. It was Vedrill's game. And and it just looked a lot better. You're right. They fell behind and you were scratching your head going, oh, my goodness, what's happening here? But they got the running game going. It just looked like a better, more confident team. No question. And I like uh, Nunzio's decision to just get rid of the musical quarterbacks. You know, it was something that Gleason just went to too much. And, you know, frankly, Shiano allowed it. Um, and I just think that now you got a straight, you know, one, two, and three. Bedrill right now, you got Gavin Widsat right behind him, and then Evan Simon right behind him. And you know what's going on. I mean, the, 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 you don't know, the least you know, is actually Gavin Wimsat. We still have to see uh, what he's going to uh, bring at this at this point if he does get on the field. But right now, Noah, Noah Vedral, look, hardly gaudy numbers there, but he did his job. Um, he didn't no no turnovers. Uh, he um, he handled the the offense as best he could. Let's 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 be honest. This offense is not it's just not the year for Rutgers offense. It's not going to happen this year for them. Their defense played exceptionally well. And their defense is pretty much going to win them games. I mean, the big pick uh, at the end of this game kind of sealed it. And, um, and and that's the way it's going to be for Rutgers. But, but Noah Vedral did what he could and uh, didn't hurt them. And, uh, and it, Rutgers was able to, to pull out uh, the win. And look, Samuel Brown, what can you say, man? He brought, his, he brought his lunch pail to the game, Matt. 28 carries, 101 yards, one TD. I mean, that, he went to work. Oh, he's a terrific talent, and he needed to get the ball more often. And you saw it during the course of the season. His game kept getting better and better and better. But now, with things settled at quarterback, and Vedral is limited, we know that. But, you know, he can throw a little bit. And as long as the defense has to honor that, then the ground game should open up. So there are a lot of positives that came out of it. Now, Indiana's not the best team, but... Rutgers had to come from behind. This is a team that struggled. This is a team, as you mentioned, that lost 21 straight home games to Big Ten opponents. So the confidence level 
couldn't have been all that high when they were in the huddle down 14 nil, but they come back, they win the game. The defense, as you said, is going to be absolutely a key to any success they have because this offense is not going to put up a lot of points. So, but, but Brown is very, very, very important to any success they're going to have. And more importantly, they've kept their postseason hopes alive. They still have all opportunities that lie ahead of them. It's up to them, though. It's going to be Maryland and Minnesota now that will determine whether Rutgers goes a bowling. Yeah, and when you talk about confidence from a fan standpoint, Matt, I mean, when they were down 14 nothing, I was like, this is the last thing they could do. Uh, it was almost like that late um, pick uh, on their own half of the field against uh, Nebraska, which did them in. It's like, you know, that kickoff at the beginning, I'm like, this is going to be a tight game. This could very well be the difference in this thing. Uh, so special teams did have a rough afternoon. They also kicked the ball out of bounds and gave Indiana the ball to 40 late in the game, which was not smart. So it wasn't a great uh, game for uh, for the special teams, for sure. That's not, you know, usually, uh, you know, uh, Shiano coach teams are really tight in that area. So, and he he, he uh, alluded to that in his post game that it was not their best moment and, and he was correct there. Uh, but they were able to co- overcome that. So I'm like, so the, back to that special effort, really. It was in the defense, let it, man. That defense, really. Um, you know, I said, I've said it a number of times, but uh, Harris Simiak, who's, by the way, going back to Minnesota now to where he had the last three seasons and where he was co defensive uh, coordinator there. And uh, they know how special he is. And uh, he's, he's doing a. Uh, just just a terrific job with a unit that lost a lot of players from last year. So um, the defense is certainly a positive. I mean, the offense is still challenged. That brings us to the Minnesota game. They go out to Minnesota. And I'm, again, I'm surprised. I, I'll never be able to predict this, but they're 14 point underdogs, two touchdown underdogs in this game. Little surprised again by that. I totally agree. They should be underdogs. I'm thinking a touchdown, maybe a little more a touchdown but two touchdowns a little surprised by that i mean with those numbers right there i'm no betting man matt but i take ruckers and i think that this is going to be a closer game than that um maybe that's hopeful thinking but uh but i think the way ruckers is played and the way their defense is played they can stay in this game but you know the big thing here matt is is tanner morgan playing or not i mean because they're a different team uh the cali caliac Manis. Uh, the backup quarterback, uh, you know, struggled a bit with, uh, with at State College against Penn State. I mean, how couldn't he, right? Uh, he did have a touchdown pass, did have a pick in that too. Um, so maybe not necessarily uh, struggling, but certainly not excelling either as a young quarterback. But they're a different team with the backup in without Tanner Morgan, who's got a ton of experience. He's got you know, played, playing for six years. Uh, so uh, he's con- He's concussed, and you know that, man. You know a concussion is there's – no, there's no similar concussion. They're all different in different players, and this could be something that, that uh, it takes a long time for him to come back, or, or he could be back on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, P.J. Fleck is not tipping his hand, saying it's entirely up to the medical staff. I think they'd rather have him back. It makes them more of a money team for sure. You know, they've been – down now in the last three weeks, they've lost their last three. They got off to a terrific start, mm. albeit not against the best competition, but nonetheless, they were, uh, they were running wild and a lot of optimism in Minneapolis, but 
now. They've got to get down to grinding. I I don't know. You know, you mentioned the 14-point line in this game. I, I still think they're very, very good, Minnesota. But without the quarterback, it's a different story. Look, I, I, Rutgers got the win they needed. Uh, now let's see what they can do. The, the road has been a little better for Rutgers over the last few years. Uh, we'll see. But this is a big big opportunity for Rutgers, but I think it's also a, a game that the Gophers know they absolutely need. So Rutgers is going to be in for a battle, no question. Yeah, it sets up tough for Rutgers. I mean, well, what Big Ten game doesn't really? We always we're always saying that, right? But you know, Minnesota came out. I mean, listen, after beating up on Michigan State, now we we realize now that Michigan State's certainly a down year for them. But after beating up on Michigan State, man, you're thinking then they they broke into the top 25, and you're thinking Minnie's for real. You know, they lose at home to Purdue, and then they have two road losses. Now Illinois, we know, is playing some pretty good football. And that's the surprise of the Big Ten so far. Uh, so they lose at Illinois. And then, you know, who did no one believe they were going to State College and beating Penn State? But they had a rough second half against Penn State. It wasn't even close. So they stay hung around the first half. Second half, they pretty much got blown out. I don't think that's a surprise, but they're coming home and they're smarting. And they, they got this one circled. You know, PJ Fleck, a longtime assistant under Greg Schiano. And he, and he credits Greg Shiano for his career, basically. So, and then there's a lot of, um, again, I just, I told you, Joe, Harris Simiak uh, uh, coached uh, for uh, Minnesota. Also, there's a number of assistants on Minnesota staff that have Rutgers connections and Shiano connections. So, you know, a lot, of, they know each other. Um, and so now they're, uh, now they're opponents. And um, I, I think, I really believe that this is going to be a closer game. Hard to, Hard to imagine Rutgers coming out with a win on the road here. I mean, you, like you said, Matt, I think, you know, Minnesota is pretty, pretty tough defense, and they got a really, really good running back in Ibrahim. You know, he's got almost almost 700 yards on the season, 10 touchdowns. Um, you know, as Shiano as, uh, said, he, you know, he's, he's as good as any back in the country, his quickness, ability uh, to, uh, you know, change direction. Uh, he's just a, this is a special player. So him with Tanner Morgan back on the field for Minnesota, their offense is, is going to be, it's just going to be a different, um, a different look. I, I still think that they could, they could make it tough for him uh, with the way Harris Simiak's got his guys playing. Uh, but it, it's hard to imagine again, and right, Matt, I mean, the, the issue always seems to run back to the offense, you know, can the offense stay, uh, can they sustain some drives? Can they get, you know, it's, it's nice to see Samuel Brown doing what he's doing, but it's going to have to be a ball control game. And that defense is really going to have to step up, but I think they can keep it close here. And then again, I'll say if Tanner Morgan's not playing, it really changes the changes the game quite a bit. The, the really, uh, the shoulders, a lot of pressure falls on that, on the backup Caliak Manis, um, who again was, was okay against Penn State, but again, he was in a big spot there in front of a you know, hundred and hundred hundred thousand plus fans screaming at you, man. It's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, for a young and, player, and, you know they haven't had. Yeah, Minnesota hasn't had a, a a great passing game, so I think you know the Scarlet Knights will certainly come with a better defense. Uh, I guess it's going to come down as which of the weaker offenses will be able to score a little bit more. That's, that's what I think. 
Yeah. And just think, you know, you, you, you had confidence, Matt, you pretty much in last show were like, Hey, well, set up perfectly. You fire a coach when you have two weeks to prepare and it just, and, and you're playing at home. It just, there were just too many things that look good. I, I wasn't sure at 14. Oh, that it would come to fruition, <laughs> but it, it totally makes sense. The, the fellas had to be fired up that there was something different about their offensive plan. Uh, and then once they got a little success, you know, we'll see whether or not it, it, it carries over. And let's go back to the Rutgers quarterback situation. We've talked about it a lot, Matt. And, you know, there's this idea, okay, this is eventually going to be Gavin Wimsat's team. Um, he is healthy. Uh, Noah Vedral, although not, you know, certainly not a spectacular play, has played steadily. And um, he still is a threat with his legs. Um I think this is the first week with with Nunzio Campanelli taking over uh, the offensive coordinator position. So he's still he's still on the job working this out. Uh, I got to believe they're going to they're going to stick with Noah Vedral. I don't think they'll go back to any kind of musical quarterbacks here unless that was something that that Shiano really favored and liked keeping the other team off balance. Wonder how much it did. But there is still a lot of Rutgers fans, Matt, that want to see Gavin out there to see what he can do. Yeah, but it's not going to happen right now. He's he's still dealing with the effects of a high ankle sprain. Rutgers is only saying that it's a lower body injury, but it's an ankle sprain. And I I don't know if he's ready. I, I just don't know if he's ready between him barely being on campus for about a year now and his limited game action. I don't think Rutgers at this point can take a chance in handing things much to him. Now, when he gets fully healthy, they'll probably have a couple of sets that they'll run, but this is Vedral's team the rest of the way. As long as he stays healthy, this is who they're going to go. There's no more, as you said earlier, there's no merry-go-round. There's not a rotation. Uh, you know, Langan's act had worn thin. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Teams were able to stop him on the run. They had too many quarterbacks. Now they got one leader back there. But if he's, you know, they, they didn't give up a sack against Indiana. And as long as he can stay sack free, obviously it means he's going to have a better chance of staying in the game because as we've seen, he, he's gotten beat up pretty good over the years at Rutgers. So as long as he can stay on the field, I'm convinced it's his team all the way through mm-hmm. whatever happens. If Rutgers gets to a bowl, it's going to be his anyway. All right. And then it's a, it's a nice dynamic to see Samuel Brown uh, develop here, Matt, because now you got a guy 220 plus. I'll tell you when it's all said and done, this guy's probably going to be pushing 230. He's a big, big guy. And, you know, uh, you know, you, you having to tackle that for four quarters, you know, I mean, that's a big 10 back right there. I think that the, they, he gives them a completely different dimension with that ground and pound. Uh, now against Indiana. Okay. Nebraska, uh, perhaps, um, even Minnesota, when you're getting into the really big, big lines of, of uh, Michigan and Penn State, it'll be inter- interesting to see what he can do in that spot. But this guy's big and he runs hard, Matt. He's terrific. No, no question. He's a huge, huge weapon. And I, I think, listen, this is, to me, this is more of Ken Rutgers, which kept its bowl hopes alive. I, you know, watching the Big Ten Network, that's all they were talking about. Hey, you know, they, they kept it alive with the victory. They survived for another week. They can't stumble. 
They cannot right. stumble. They have very little room for error. They're not going to spring an upset on Michigan. We know that. Uh, they're not going to spring an upset on Penn State. It really comes down to Saturday, Michigan State, and Maryland. they got to win two out of three. I don't know. Uh, until they prove it to me, I'm still a bit of a doubting Thomas. But momentum is a real thing. Confidence is a real thing. Belief in self is a real thing. Success breeds all of those things. And Rutgers, for one week anyway, has some success. Right. And you would believe, I mean, it's hard to pick of the, you know, Minnesota or Michigan State, both of them struggling as of late. You would think there's a possibility there, but it's just, I mean, with the offense on the field, that that kind of leap against, you know, like the established programs and, you know, like these guys, their fans still come out. Minnesota is, you know, I don't know if that stadium would be full, but it'll be, there'll be a lot of, a lot of fans there. You know, and even in in Esparty, even out in East Lansing, man, they come out. You know, there'd be a few empty seats, but not many. So they're two tough places to go in and and win. Um, And then you still look at Maryland because maybe going down to, is it still Bird Stadium? I don't know what it's called now, but uh, I I would think, man, that's their their best chance um, for another win. Still keeps them short of that six, uh, but who knows? Like, like I said, uh, you know, the possibilities are, are still there and I agree with you with, with, uh, possibly pulling an upset either, uh, at this week or, uh, East Lansing is, is possible too. And that would really be exciting. I mean, you look back at the Nebraska game and you go, damn, if we could have had that. Um, but that's, uh, that that's behind us, uh, behind us now, um, what's your gut on this, Matt, going into Saturday? Do you think it's a little too much? Should the 14-point dogs um, after a big win? Um, what What's your gut? I don't think that Rutgers wins, but I think they can cover. Neither team is going to score a lot of points uh, unless there's a tremendous breakdown on the part of Rutgers' defense or Minnesota suddenly finds its touch offensively. So I think this is going to be a relatively low scoring game, but I think the home team comes away with a victory. However, those 14 points will make you a winner. If you take the Scarlet Knights. <laughs> I agree with you. I, th- I think that Rutgers is going to hang in there was, uh, you know, I'm always surprised by the line. I mean, there's very little respect for Rutgers uh, in, in Vegas, man. And it's just, and, and I know that part of it is, is to stir up the, you know, to, to, to get the back going. I, I get that. Uh, but, uh, at, at the same time, I, I surprised even not knowing who the quarterback is going to be, um, that it, it, it was at, uh, 14 points, unless they know something we don't, um, which I suppose is po- possible. PJ Fleck did indicate that he was, I think that Tanner Morgan was close against Penn state. So he could very well, uh, be playing, uh, this Saturday. So Rutgers at Minnesota. Uh, this uh, Saturday, and then it's on. The second half of the season's on here. We'll see if Rutgers can figure out a way to get to six games and make a ball. Most have predicted four or five wins. Looks like it may go that way, but listen, they're still alive. Can't tell Shiano that. You know, Shiano still believes in, in his team and his players, and, and they're going to try to win every game. But boy, it's it's the heart of the Big Ten, right, Matt? And it's going it, to be a struggle. Uh, but um We'll follow it the whole way, and that'll do it for this week. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. Listen to the uh, 
show on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. We're on a bunch of directories. Also, our site, moresportsnow.com. So check it out. Follow us, and we'll catch you all next week on the RU Review. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.